Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to revivaltoday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan. If you don't follow me on X, first of all, you should look into getting on X because it's uh, owned by Elon Musk. It's very unrestrictive. Uh, they just signed Jim Rohn. Tucker Carlson's on there. They're going to make a run on video to supplant uh, YouTube. I'm not saying they will, but they're going to try. So it's it's worth being on there. Um, good. Glad everybody's coming. So I put something on there, and I don't want to get into specifics, but one thing I've noticed is that people who did nothing during the lockdowns to help the body of Christ. They were dead quiet. Pastor Rodney got arrested. They never spoke up one time. In his defense, they shut their church down when the governor told them to, which is fine. But it's not like this happened 40 years ago and everybody's forgotten. So if you did all that and you've not apologized, don't go on some speaking tour now like your Captain Freedom, you know. How many of you know the blood of Jesus protects us from sickness and disease and every virus? Okay, where were you? I'm telling you, I hear people say it and the hollowness in them saying it. I scroll back on their Instagram account to March 17th and sure enough, hey everybody, this is Pastor So-and-So coming on and Though we believe in this church in Psalm 91, we also believe in wisdom. Right now, we feel we've made a decision as the board of this church and leadership that we're going to help get a handle on this pandemic, blah, 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 whatever whatever they say. It's amazing that people have left that up on their social media. I'm telling you, I scroll back. like If, if there's somebody I'm not familiar with and I hear them saying something about freedom and not bowing, I always go to their Instagram and scroll back. And sometimes it takes a long time, but that's how committed to it. I, I scroll back to uh, March 13th, 17th, 19th. And sure enough, hey, everybody, out of an abundance of caution, um, we're not going to be meeting in person, you know, for the next uh, little while. But you know what? Whether we meet together or whether we meet at home, how many of you know God meets us there? Which is fine, which is fine if you did that. But just stay, you know, don't pretend you're something you're not. Now, obviously, people can make a mistake and then they can change, you know. But you owe an apology. You, you know, you owe. And if you were like critical of Rodney Howard Brown and you were vocally critical or you didn't mention Rodney Howard Brown by name, but you said uh, you made comments about ch churches that stayed open and stabbed people in the back. You know, you, you can't just pretend nothing happened. So uh, you hear people now, and I'm going to get to the second part of this too, like it or not. But this is just kind of like the introduction. You hear people, I don't want to hear your stance on on transgender issues and how the church needs to stand. The church needs to stand up right now. You don't, you, you don't stand up. You know, you, you, you are a phony. I don't want to hear about how we need to stand up for pro-life. You're not a leader. 
you're a coward. So be quiet. You know, maybe everybody forgot, judging from the applause of the crowd, everyone forgot that you're a coward. But I've not forgotten that you're a coward and you've not apologized and you owe an apology. You're a shameful person. People went to jail. I have another friend in uh, New Brunswick. He went to solitary confinement for a week to keep his church open. He's got a wife and, and I think three kids. You can tell we're close. You know, they got their dad ripped away from them. You, you enabled that by your inaction. Those people had to stand alone because you wouldn't stand at all. I don't want to hear you acting like you're Alex Jones now because you're not. You're fake. So um, there's that. And then I wanted to deal with this too. But remember, the main thing is I want you to come. I'll be in a much better mood in the morning. I want you to come to my church, Revival Today Church, revivaltodaychurch.com. Um, miss you too. Hey, good to see you, Evangelist Robert. I think you're, you're from Pittsburgh, I am. So the other thing that's irritating is uh, you're now keep track of this. You're going to hear all these ministers during the election year make make these statements that sound like bold statements, but they're absolutely nothing statements just said very loudly and confidently. And they're also um, they're also cowardly statements said very boldly. Like I heard a guy and I, and I, I couldn't resist, you know, this is what he said. The church shouldn't be shouldn't lean to the left or lean to the right. The church should stand and the whole crowd stands up and applauds. Do you know why the whole crowd stands up and applauds? It applauds because you can you can feel like um, by being completely neutral, you're actually being a true Christian when you're 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 probably going to go to hell. You know, you, you, you don't you're not a Christian. How, let me ask you a question. How can somebody come to a pulpit and tell a group of Christians that the church shouldn't lean to the left or to the right? It's one thing if you're going to say the church shouldn't be in bed with the Democrat Party or the GOP. Okay, I, I, I understand. I totally understand. But when you say the church shouldn't lean left or lean right, let me ask you a question. The church shouldn't lean left or lean right. They should just stand. For what? What are you going to stand for that doesn't lean left or right? Is pro-life a right position or a left position politically? It's a right position. You know, you're getting to the place where basically everybody wants border security. That's a right position. It's funny, and then the, the, the gentleman I'm speaking about criticized President Trump Goes and prays at his inauguration, then takes out a full-page ad in the New York Times to criticize President Trump. You know why? Because he's Hispanic, and when he prayed at the inauguration, a lot of the Hispanic people were upset because Trump didn't have um, much Hispanic support back then because they had said he's racist. He wants the Mexican border secured because he's racist. He hates Mexicans. That's what the media said. So people have their opinions assigned to them and believe what they're told, so they believe that. Well, now Hispanic people want the border secured because many Hispanic people live close to the border, like here where I'm at in Texas. And so they, they want the border secured. So the same guy 
that criticized Trump is now reposting articles about border security and how he's for it. Pick a freaking side. I, I don't care. I don't care if people disagree or on, on the opposite side. That doesn't bother me. Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does not bother me. She's consistently left. Bernie Sanders consistently left. They don't change. So you, you, people are free to believe what they want to believe. It doesn't mean I agree with them. But don't be a quote-unquote Christian leader who has flip-flopped your opinions in the last five years like six times on the same issue. I can't take it. And then now you're parading around like you're, like you're Mr. Uh, Christian leader. And I can't believe churches were... You'll hear people when they're preaching say stuff like, I can't believe churches were afraid of a virus. And then if you scroll on their Instagram, they shut their church down. Nobody would listen. So then the same guy, and, and you know, that's the other thing. It's not, like, it's not like it's 1910, and I remember you saying it, and you say you don't say it. You know, but everybody threw the newspapers away, so we have no, no proof one way or the other. I can go find the articles, which I did, and I posted them on my story. Because it, it's so hypocritical. You know, there there's some people, if there's a camera and a microphone, they're happy to, 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 to say whatever they have to say to promote their book or whatever they're their end game is. I don't know what it is. I said this when I was on doing check the news every night. I said, you know, what was the resistance to the, you know what? It was from the evangelical church. So I told you they're going to need evangelical leaders to convince the church to get the, you know what? And, and guess who was first to put his right hand up and say, I'll, 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 I'll convince him for you. You know, the balls to be a pastor and convince your community who you've earned trust with through the anointing to get something injected into their body that was about four months old. No long-term studies. You are the long-term study. And they can't get a certain group. They can't get black people to take it. So they, hey, can we have a black pastor that'll tell people that Jesus, if he were here, would be the first to go down to the community center at double masked and roll up the sleeve of his robe and get that injected into his blood. And people were happy to be the first to lift, you know, lift their hand and promote science, which you know, uh, I can't talk about this too long. Maybe I want to throw up and I don't have anything to throw up. You promote open borders. You promote the you know what. You promote any. You know I have it. You can go back in my story and look. How do you, how do you make a public speech thanking Nancy Pelosi for her prophetic leadership over the nation? You you need to apologize. Prophetic means Holy Spirit inspired, or it at least has to do with the Holy Spirit. You're thanking Nancy Pelosi for her. Which again, if you if you're a pastor or a Christian that votes Democrat and you like Nancy Pelosi, fine. But don't pray at Trump's inauguration, then criticize him, then do a speech thanking Nancy Pelosi for her prophet. I'm quoting. I put the quote from the newspaper in my story. 
thanking Nancy Pelosi for her prophetic leadership over the nation. I mean, you got some splaining to do. How you can how you can say that? I mean, I I, I nobody Christian Post Charisma they don't push back. They're they're, they're completely worthless publications. Somebody should ask the question. Okay, and before we close the interview, I have a quote here. You were at you gave a speech before you prayed, praising Nancy Pelosi for her prophetic leadership over the nation. That's a direct quote. How do you justify that sentence as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ? To use your clout that God, that you've earned through ministering to people to get (laughs) where CNN is realizing, hey, we're having a problem. There's, we're encountering a lot of resistance among black Christians, black Christians like you. Can you tell them as a, as their pastor that they should do the thing we're telling them to do that we can't get them to do? Sure. No problem. They don't, you know, they didn't get paid. Some of them did. Some of them at least were Judas enough to get 30 pieces of silver. Some churches got $200,000. Some churches got 500,000. Sorry, 50,000, depending on the size of the church, 10,000. Some of them, even said it when they went to the pulpit because they're, they're that dumb. Hey, if you mention that, that Calvary Evangelical Church sent you to the you know what center, um, we'll get $50 at our church for it. So if you could please mention that we sent you, you're a shameful human being. You're a shill. S H I L L. You're a clown to help CNN and CNBC and MSNBC advance their agenda. How can you not just be bright enough to just say, you know, you want to know a great way to formulate opinions in life? Just be against everything they're for on CNBC. Why do you think from day one, when we went to war with Ukraine, what did they want every pastor to say? Pray for Ukraine. They wanted us to get it in the people's mind that we need to be doing something there so that they could launder They could empty, literally empty the federal treasury into that country and wash it back into the politicians' pockets. And everybody, you know, the same people that took your freedom to assemble and worship God away are telling you now that you need to be against Russia and for Ukraine. And you just, okay, whatever you want. So just off of that, you heard me on the first Sunday say, hey, we're not praying for Ukraine. All right. I'll pray for Russia and Ukraine, but I'm I'm not going to turn my church into a propaganda mill to support endless wars in other countries. Sorry, not doing it. And I'm definitely not doing it off off of 36 hours of information through Western media. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll get to the bottom of it, and then if there's something that actually warrants our support, then I'll back it. But I'm not just doing it because they they told everybody to put a blue and yellow pin on their suit jacket to preach it. I'm not doing it. I am not a shill for the United States government, Republican or Democrat. But it turns out I was right. The whole thing was a money laundering scheme. Bunch of young Ukrainians dying for nothing. They have no chance of winning that war against Russia. Not at all. And there's no interest in one. And so now that support for Ukraine's dying out, now we have... 
gee, now, now, well, now we're in a bunch of new places. It has nothing to do with protecting people or freedom for people. It has to do with money laundering. It's why politicians make $250,000 a year and retire with $300 million in the bank. And, and you're willing to play ball so you can have a 90-second spot on Fox News or CNN so you can sell your stupid book with paraphrases from your stupid sermon. So, everybody, everybody here standing up in 2024 telling you about um, how many of you know it's not important whether Biden, whether Biden wins or Trump wins, God's still on the throne. It's kind of a stupid statement. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. You know, I, I watched a thing on PBS where they were asking a, a so-called evangelical leader, how could Christians sell out their moral convictions to vote for somebody like Trump? I have a question. Who was Donald Trump running against? Was he running against Jesus and we chose Trump over Jesus? Or was Trump running against Hillary Clinton? Well, Trump's had extramarital affairs with women. So has Hillary had extramarital affairs with women, according, according to a CNN.com article. So don't sue me. Huma Abedin, however you say her name. You know, she's got, she, she had that, her, her, I mean, what do you, what, anything you're going to criticize Trump on, how come they never turn the lens on the other candidate? Secondly, we don't vote for people based on how clean and moral lives they've lived. You vote based on people's policies. How, and then how about 2020? How could evangelicals that so-called, that they claim the so-called claim to uphold biblical views, vote for a man with such moral rot. Okay, want to turn the lens on Biden now? Moral rot. So, shut up. You're not going to make me feel bad for, 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 you know, voting for Trump. I didn't, I didn't choose Trump over Christ. I chose him over Biden and I chose him over Hillary. And I'd do it again. So pick one. You want to be a liberal evangelical leader? Then be one. But don't 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 jump back and forth and pretend we all forgot what you said eight months ago. So I don't like calling people out by name like I did today. I don't. I do it like maybe I'll never do it again because I'll tell you the main reason I don't like it is because if you do it as a leader like John MacArthur does, you end up with a pack of followers that are a bunch of viper-tongued idiots that attack any preacher they don't like, and you endanger your soul doing that. And I'm not attacking the man. See, and people can't keep that straight, and that's how they endanger themselves. I'm going after what you did, and you should apologize for it. I'm not saying, that guy's ministry's trash. You know, he's a terrible person. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, it's issue. It's an issue. But then there's a bunch of people that if you post something like that, they'll all put in the comments, he's an idiot. You shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that. That's a mistake. You know, how can you attack his character? I'm not attacking anybody's character. I'm attacking the fact that what you said was evil. And your actions are hypocritical. And that's a fact. A hundred people out of a hundred people would have to agree with that. That are Christians. That you called Nancy Pelosi's leadership prophetic. They're, that's an indefensible statement. 
And I'm not just going to be like, be quiet so I can get invited to more conferences. You already know how I feel about conferences anyway. I'm trying to get to, to less of them. I don't like it. People are so feminized that they, they can't make the difference between you calling someone out for doing something wrong. Oh, why don't you like him? It has nothing to do with I'm not a woman. It has nothing to do with me liking him. It's not emotional. It's facts. It's principle. Same way you can fire somebody and you don't not like them. They're not going if I hired a youth pastor and he took the youth group, let's say my nephew Jay moved along to, to something, got promoted and we needed another youth pastor. And I hired a youth pastor and I liked him a lot. And he took 107 students and over six months took it to 28 students. I'm going to have to let him go. Has not, it's not a judgment on his character. You're not cutting it as a youth pastor. You can, you can, from what I know, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are still friends. They'll always be friends. They parted company. It's not working out right now. But, but everybody's so feminized, you know, and emotional. And that's what they try to do with elections. You know, the argument against Trump, he's mean. He's a dictator. What does that mean? He's a fascist. Well, those are names. What are, let's talk policy. So I'm not telling you to, to vote. I'm just telling you these, these double-sided people. Just shut up. If you shut your, if you shut your church down, shut up about standing up against evil. If you, unless you've apologized, you know, if you're going to come to the pulpit and let everybody know, I missed it. I was wrong. I had a pastor tell me that, that I like. He, he apologized. He said, I want to tell you, I'm sorry. And I, he said, I've told Pastor Rodney, I'm sorry. I didn't get it in 2020. I didn't know anything about that kind of stuff. I just, I thought I was acting in the best interest of people. And he said, I get it now. I'm sorry. There's another pastor. He shut his church down. He turned in his credentials. He was under Rodney Howard Brown. He turned in his credentials. The week Rodney got arrested, I don't want to be, you know, basically I don't want to be associated with you. You're going to hurt our standing in the community. Then, then this year or last year, he started coming back around the river. And he, you know, I thought he was just going to kind of weasel in and sit there and act like nothing ever happened, but he didn't. He asked Pastor Rodney if he could meet with him. He did. He genuinely apologized and brought him a seed from, from his ministry and asked if he could come back under, I'm sorry, I was wrong. That's different. I'm not talking about like hating people and never forgiving them. But if you're a nutless coward and you've been a nutless coward for about seven years or more that just does anything you have to do to stay in the mainstream and get invited to, to conferences, don't start standing up on stage and making statements like you're George Washington. I, I don't want to hear it. And don't make a bunch of political nothing statements during 2024. Well, how many of you know whether Biden wins or Trump wins? God's still on the throne. Yeah. You know, God's still on the throne in Syria. You know, God's still on the throne in Yemen. Leadership matters. And America was, was, was made for there to be political. You know, like, don't get political. No. I'm not going to allow every group to be represented except Christians. People, people like that. Like, you know why it ticks me off? 
Because those type of statements from the pulpit are what cause a hundred million Christians in America to have the voice of 25 people. Because somebody told you it's unchristlike to have any kind of view on politics. So you got a bunch of pastors that get up because they know it's an election year and they're going to make some kind of nothing statement that's going to get a standing ovation because it's a coward addressing a room full of cowards. The church shouldn't lean left. The church shouldn't lean right. The church should stand. Yay! What are you cheering? What opinion? What are you going to stand that doesn't lean left or right? So I should not have any opinion on abortion. I shouldn't have any, uh, I shouldn't have any opinion on border security. I shouldn't have any opinion on the federal treasury being looted. I should have no opinions that lean left or right. I should just stand. Stand for what? Yeah, the kind of standing that we've done for the last 60 years, which is stand up on our feet and clap in church and then go out and get our rear ends beat in every arena on planet in the country politically no political representation no businesses charismatic christians rank fourth from the bottom of all religions in income because of stupid people that are in leadership that, that make stupid statements everybody claps like a bunch of brain damaged seals yay mm. that's right we shouldn't lean left or right We should just be dead center politically. What a stupid. No, but that way, you know, if you make a bunch of statements like that, you seem like this bold leader. But that way you can keep preaching at churches that closed down for two and a half years and masked up. You can, you can keep your doors open for your pro-abortion preacher friends like Judah Smith and his wife that, that did statements when that happened. I mourn the overturning of Roe versus Wade. You, you know. You should be ashamed of yourself. I mourn the overturning of Roe versus Wade. If, I, if you know, if a Dallas gave an interview somewhere and, that, and she said that, we would have a serious conversation. That's on video. You know, these aren't rumors. These are things people publicly said. They shouldn't be allowed to skate. Well, we'll just pray for them. No, I'm not, I, I, I'm not praying for them. I want you to shut your mouth until you apologize or just come out and say you don't believe the Bible anymore. I'm on a different set of train tracks. If pastors all want to have homosexual activity in the green rooms after church and bishops are all boning each other, count me out. I'm not in it. I'm not playing ball. Take your honorariums and shove it. Be happy to go on my Xbox and just uh, eat Cheetos for the rest of my life before I freaking got in with that. What can you even do in the ministry anymore for somebody to, to, to realize you're a reprobate? 
You know, you got you got you have homos, oh, you know homosexual bishops, homosexual worship leaders, worship leaders that upload pictures of their wee wee on Instagram. And we just like you know we let about twenty five days go by and just pretend nothing happened. I'm sorry, I'm not. It's not our job to judge. I don't care. I do a bunch of stuff anyway. That's not my job. I'm judging. I don't like you uploading pictures of your wiener on Instagram and then pretending like it's no big deal. So sorry for the controversial opinion that everyone held up until. Uh, nine months ago, that preachers and people in Christian leadership shouldn't photograph their dong and post it to their Instagram story. I don't like you. You need help. You should apologize. It's not anyone's fault but yours. I don't care that you were hurt by the church or whatever. I've had people hurt my feelings. I didn't respond by nude personal photography. I don't like that. But it's not just that I don't like it. It's that it's kind of crossed a line where not only are people doing this stuff, but then somebody like me is the bad guy for feeling the way I do. I should be more accepting. You're actually right to do that, and I should be quiet. No, I don't agree. And I feel like I could sit down at a table with you with a moderator, and if we debated each other... I'd wipe the floor with you because you have no ground to stand on intellectually, scripturally, anything. You're a stupid person that, that, that lives in the realm of the emotions. You're hurtful. You're judgmental. What does that have to do with anything? Then be hurt and be judged. That doesn't, that doesn't make you saying you're hurtful and judgmental doesn't make anything I'm thinking or saying wrong. I'm still correct. The church is the only organization that buries its wounded. Um, you wounded yourself, and you should be removed from ministry. You can, you can forgive somebody and not appoint them back into leadership. And I don't understand how that's hard to understand. You know, back when the church was more judgmental, we didn't have a sex scandal every eight hours from a major ministry. I kind of miss those days. He's going through a hard time. I've gone through hard times without having sex with other men. You know, there's other ways to get through problems. I've had challenges in life. I, d I found a way to overcome the challenge without uh, putting photos of my no-no places on social media. I feel like there's like other ways that you can do it. I will not do those things. If I did, for a hypothetical example, I wouldn't blame anybody. If there was nude photography of me that I posted online, I was can't believe people won't have me in the preacher anymore. No, I would immediately know it's over. I messed up. It's on me. I'm sorry. If you don't forgive me, I understand. I messed up. Where's the personal accountability? Where's personal responsibility? You know when you watch Judge Judy 
and there's some dumb defendant that can't realize that they're to blame and they're the problem. I feel like I feel like we've gone from it being like dummies on afternoon television to leadership. So, just wanted to c- drop a couple uplifting nuggets before we go to bed and meet up for church in the morning. There is a different level of, there's a different standard for leadership than there is, than there is laity. I pastor, there's churches that are much bigger than mine. Much, much bigger than mine. There's churches that have more people in their choir than I have in both Texas and Pittsburgh's buildings combined. I know that. But I do pastor a large enough church that I, I deal with people who have affairs. I deal with people who fall back into drugs. I'm not talking about that. But if a guy that's been coming to my church for one year gets in a fight with his wife, and then they're having a problem. And, and while they're having a problem, he, he has a girlfriend on the side. I'm going to deal with that one-year-old Christian differently than I am if one of my associate pastors is having a relationship sexually with someone they're not married to. They're finished. I don't understand why that's difficult to, to understand. Where's, where's the holiness If you apologize, I'd forgive you. But you don't want to apologize. You're up on a stage acting like you're Rambo. When you're not Rambo, you're the guy that wouldn't let the helicopter pick up Rambo. That's who you are. I like to help people understand my points by using 40-year-old movie analogies. You're a, you're a traitor. You let... You let your fellow pastors go to prison so that you could be safe. Do a, do a friggin' live stream from your nice house and order and food off Uber Eats. So I've not forgotten. It happened uh, less than four years ago. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to just act like nothing happened. You failed as a leader. You should at least, you should at least address it. Nine AM Fort Worth, seventy two hundred Denton Road, Watauga, Texas. I'll be more on fire in the morning than I am right now, but happy, slightly happier. Ten AM Pittsburgh. Don't miss tomorrow. Be in church. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed. Please share. Share the broadcast. Ruin someone's night. God bless you. Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit RevivalToday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.